It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Thursday morning, too. It is a numbers game, just like the man said. Right here at Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling, Gay Plus, and iHeartRadio. Skill Alexander. What's happening, y'all? Jason Kahn is here as well. How you doing, Jason? Good morning, Gil. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Have you enjoyed this new, brand new, spanking new Starbucks here at the South Point Hotel Casino? I have yet to enjoy it. Allegiant Stadium was built quicker than this Starbucks. So It's beautiful. Feed. Not as beautiful as Allegiant Stadium, <laughs> but it is a nice Starbucks. I mean, these drinks better be spectacular. It's a very glorious Starbucks. Uh, on the show today... A uh, whole bunch of different things. First of all, Bill Krakenberger, everybody. Hour number two, unscripted with the crack man. We're going to do that. Andy McNeil on hockey and, of course, among other things. Uh, my hockey timeline on Twitter the, was filled with hockey tweets yesterday for the first time ever because of just massive brawl, zzz, plural, Rangers, Caps. we got to talk to him about that and what that says about the sport of hockey. Let's see if we can coax some picks out of him as well. Uh, first snaps in the NFL. we got to look at these props. Specifically, the Bears, the Niners, and the Patriots. You could bet on who's going to take the first snap of the season. we got to roll through those for sure. Uh, and then I bet into, and this is the first dipping of the toe into a play-in prop. And I do mean like the pinky toe because it's like severely limited. But 10th seeds making the playoffs. And Offshore has put that out both for the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. We'll let you know. We'll go through those. We'll let you know what I bet uh, as well and what the pitfalls of betting that would be. And Chris Valika will join us momentarily, uh, the bear from ESPN's College Game Day, to talk all things that he is betting. I don't know. We could talk about the derby, the draft, how he felt about that. And, of course, he's betting multiple sports, and we will get into all of that with Chris. Uh, just wanted to start with some, some baseball stuff. Uh, well, first of all, records from yesterday on the show. Andy McDeal, two out of three in hockey. In fact, he added a uh, fourth on primetime action last night. He was three out of four for the day, but two out of three on a numbers game. Paul Carr living right once again with a Chelsea under. I think even Paul would admit Chelsea could have scored like five or six times in that game, but it remains 2-0, and he cashes. And then Jason Weingarten was two out of three in baseball. The only one he missed was the Doyers. Doyers let him down. Um, speaking of the Dodgers, this is, the, uh, this is Blake Harris. A uh, tweet from Blake Harris just talking about the woes of the uh, of the two games above 500 Los Angeles Dodgers. That's it. And this is before last night's game. They lost to the Cubs in extras yesterday, 6-5. to five. This is Dodgers slumps at the plate. Seager, 200 average last 23 games. Muncie, 0-8-9 average last 18. Mookie, 237 average last 19 games. Lux, 167 last 19 games. Smith, 194 last 20. Barnes, 167 last 16. Rios, 078 on the season. You get the idea. When you have a shaky bullpen and bats, both the stars and the non-stars, and it's not going well, you're going you're gonna to flirt with 500 if you're the Dodgers. And they still probably win the World Series. Uh, but this is the other thing. About, the, the good about baseball yesterday, John Means... And again, I owe John Means and the uh, Baltimore Orioles organization, my boyhood uh, team, uh, an apology. Because I believe it was me who stated prior to the season, I was like, could you imagine being the Orioles and have John Means as your uh, opening day starter? Well, John Means must have heard that. Yesterday, a no-no. He didn't allow a hit, walk, or hit by pitch against the Mariners. While his team committed zero errors, according to ESPN stats and information, it's the first time ever that a pitcher has thrown a non-perfect no-hitter with no walks, hit by pitches, or errors. Just a wild pitch. 
That's all that prevented him from the perfect game. It's the third no-hitter of the season, the young baseball season. And that sort of brings to mind what Jeff Holdorf tweeted yesterday about just the state of baseball. We talk about it. it's like a it's a three-outcome game, right? It's homers, walks, or strikeouts. Uh, but this is Jeff Holdorf at Holding Court. Great tweet from him. Alarming MLB stats. In April, there were 1,092 more strikeouts than hits. 1,092 more strikeouts than hits. 2018 was the first season in MLB history that strikeouts exceeded hits. MLB batting average of 230 and OBP 309, the lowest since 1968. Love that he hashtags Rod Carew. Uh, and then stats by stats, this just talks about the, the parity of baseball. With every MLB team now having at least a dozen losses, no team will be better than 18-12 and 12 at the 30-game mark this year. It's the first time in MLB history that no team had a winning percentage above 600 through 30 games in a season. And we're betting this stuff pre-flop. The entire National League, six games apart, top to bottom. Skill Alexander. It's a numbers game right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Slate, Game Plus, and of course, uh, iHeartRadio. As I mentioned yesterday on the show, and I think the day before, last place team in the NL East, plus run differential, other four teams, all negative. And then uh, SVP had this. It's the first time in history every MLB team has lost at least 12 of its first 30, as mentioned in that tweet. But in every season since 1876, SVP added, uh, there's been a team that got off to a better start than any team at this point this year. So there's always been a team with a better record than the whole bunch of teams this year. So it's it's parity. It's a three-outcome game. Batting averages have never been worse. And so that John means no-hitter. I just think we're going to have more and more no-hitters. I always thought with bets, by the way, if you win backing a team that has a no-hitter, you should supersize it. You should get double the payout. And if you lose, you should have to lose twice as much. Submit that to uh, the gambling uh, United Nations. Let's talk to Chris Valika, ladies and gentlemen. He's the bear from ESPN's College Game Day. Of course, part of the Daily Wager crew and half of the Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast team. And he's not the Stanford Steve part. Christopher, how are you, sir? Am I imagining things? What well, didn't there used to be a daily prop <clears throat> somewhere out there? Maybe it was Caesars. I, I, I could be just completely making this up that had like a, a daily will there be a no hitter like a yes no uh, like a, a yes prop today i think am I, so. am I imagining that no i don't think so i think you're right but i can't place where was it offshore or was it uh, was it here in vegas i i can't remember well, well if it was at caesar you could ask uh your, your good friend maolio because he used to be over there so yeah he, he might know might have been when he was there <laughs> i'll ask maolio for sure i will wait two things before i before i ask you questions about what you're betting uh, one, I had Paul Carr on the other day. Paul Carr, your buddy, my buddy, used to work at ESPN Stats uh, as well and research over there. And uh, we were going through, we did this whole thing. We were talking about how, like, the biggest personalities uh, at ESPN, we're just using ESPN as a proxy for everything, but usually it's the, the people who are in the stratosphere who are the nicest, and then there's the people who are throwing elbows in the middle who are often not the nicest. And we, I, after we did the segment, I thought to myself, we didn't even mention how, how wonderful Chris Felic is because 
we're so close to you and we exchange you and I do with with E about a hundred texts per day. So I don't even process you as part of that group. But needless to say, you are the top of the mountain, sir, as the kindest and nicest of all and most generous. So let me just say that out loud. Uh, you, 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 you're, you're, you're too kind. You're a scholar and a gentleman. Thank you. That. The other thing is, I don't know if you know this, but did you know that Jason Weingarten, Jason Weingarten from Under a Cloud of Smoke here on the show uh, twice a week, that his dog was on Daily Wager yesterday? Were you aware of this? I, 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 I was aware of that, yes. I, I saw the, uh, uh, the, the, the Doug Kazarian bat signal out there looking for a, for a chihuahua to be the dog of the day, and uh, I saw the Jason t- reply to him, uh, one second, stand by, and, let me, and, uh, <laughs> and, and sure enough. There it is. There's a shot of it uh, on Daily Wager yesterday with Doug Kazarian. <laughs> there is uh, Jason Weingarten's dog, Ren, R-E-N, um, which I'm, I'm guessing from I'm guessing running Stimpy. It's got to be right. Oh, you know what I was thinking? I was thinking of the much unheralded and really unfairly unheralded member of NWA, MC Ren. So maybe you're right. Yeah, Sounds ooh. more like Ren and Stimpy. I think you're probably right on that. All right, Chris. I like your I like your thinking better. Yeah, I'll have to ask Jason. By the way, the dog from under a cloud of smoke as well. It should be noted. Okay, uh, <laughs> Derby, Derby last week. Uh, you did very well, right? Um, I kind of, I, I kind of got right with the la- last second kind of try box where I did include, uh, Medina spirit in there where it, it basically got me, it got me square. Uh, I, I guess would be the best way to say it, but if, if Mandaloon gets up, I, I have everything, uh, many, many times. So, uh, I was a little, it, it wound up being not as bad as it could have been, but it certainly could have been much better. Than, than what uh, what it wound up being. Like, at the Coropole, I was essentially uh, my, my eyes were getting big and my my my, uh, my juices were flowing and the adrenaline rush was coming because it, it, it certainly looked like uh, Florent Giroux and Mandaloon were going to, to go by Medina Spirit. We were going to be looking at a seven eight over hot rush seven eight nine probably would have come out or maybe essential quality gets up for third. Who knows? But uh, it, it looked like a situation where it was going to be a very a good payout for me, and then unfortunately, uh, as a lot of times they do in Triple Crown races, Bob Baffert's horses continue to go and go and go, and horses that get beat at a mile and an eighth uh, you know, look like they're standing still. Somehow, figure find out that extra gear when they get left alone on the lead in the uh, in the Derby, going a mile and a quarter. So it's a little uh, little dejected after that. Let me let me just simplify this because I asked this of Ron Flatter earlier in the week. Should we have any reason not to bet a Baffert horse for the Preakness? Well, it's funny. I I don't. uh, I'm going to. So I shouldn't say I don't want to. But like, there are people out, and this is the problem with horse racing right now. There are people out there that will just like. I got a text unsolicited from someone before the race asking who doesn't bet horses, uh, asking me who I bet in the race and who I liked. And I was like, yeah, I'm being more, my bet's a six horse box with Mandaloon, Hot Rod Charlie, Essential Quality, Highly Motivated, uh, uh, Rock Your World, and, and Dynamic One. And he replies, why are you not betting Baffert's roided up horse? Like, that's the mentality. <laughs> I, that, that's the mentality of where we are right now with horse racing. And I'll be honest with you, it was because of that text that I said, you know what? If he winds up running in the money and I don't have it because of that, I'm going to feel better. So that was basically my saver bet that, that wound up hitting. And, and then, and then you, you, you look on Twitter, 
And it, obviously there are people out there uh, cheating pays, and it's, it's alluding to uh, the fact that in the last couple of years, whether it was Charlatan, uh, whether it was Justified, whether it was Gamin, uh, Bob Buffett has had his transgressions uh, with some medication violations. And, and I think a lot of people look at what happened in the, in, in the Santa Anita Derby with Medina Stewart getting blown away uh, by Rocky World in that race, uh, and, and suddenly this horse – uh, continues to win it win a mile and a quarter. Uh, but I, I, the way the race went, it, he got incredibly lucky. Uh, Rock Your World missed the break uh, and essentially left him. I mean, soup and sandwich is going to impress him. He wasn't a factor. Um, the, the, Mike Smith should be embarrassed on Midnight Bourbon for not setting that horse in the lead like Steve Asmussen said he was going to. Uh, I think it was St. Hood, the other Todd Fletcher horse. I think Corey Lannery was on him. He should be embarrassed because he was a speed horse that should have been on the pace. These jockeys that simply just go around the track on these vanity entries to avoid finishing last and not give their horse, put their horse into the race, it's embarrassing. So uh, everything kind of went um, Medina Spirit's way, and he, uh, he certainly took advantage of it. Why are you not betting Baffert's roided up horse? I should yeah, I should add exactly. I should add <laughs> I, yeah I should add allegedly and and I should also add I think I was on the receiving end of that text as well. Uh, by the way, Jason, you've never lived until your mid conversation with Felica, and then uh, behind you is a is a horse race about to start. You don't know that it's about to start, and in mid sentence he starts going, "Get up six, get up six. You're like, "What's happening? What is going on? He's having a tantrum. Um, okay, let's uh, shift to the NFL draft. You're a Jets fan. Zach Wilson, obviously, he was not your first choice. You didn't want it to necessarily go that way. All in all, were you happy with the Jets draft? I thought what the Jets did after that was great. Um, I, I love the I love the trading up uh, to get Elijah Vera Tucker to solidify the offensive line. I, I thought that would look. People will say, "Why well, are you trading up for a guard? That's a terrible negative EV or negative win, whatever." But you have what, what, 21 picks, I think, over the next two. You can't make all of those picks and play all those players. Like, you, you, just, you just can't do it. So they, they traded up, and, and, and they targeted a guy who I know uh, that they love uh, a lot. That it was great. Um, they had, uh, Elijah Moore falling to the, uh, to the second round, I think, was probably – one of the bigger surprises of, of the first round. Wow. I would think Alex Leatherwood would certainly be the biggest surprise being taken in the first round. But uh, Elijah Moore falling for, the, for there uh, it was a great pick. And then they addressed the uh, the running back position there with, with, with Michael Carter in the fourth round. He's certainly someone who can come in, I would think, uh, and contribute to seeing Javante Williams had a great year uh, together with North Carolina. So what, what, I am not a fan. I am not a fan. Uh, of taking Zach Wilson that high, I, I hope it works out. Uh, but what, what they did in the, with their second first round pick, uh, their, their, their second round pick with Elijah Moore, and then uh, Michael Carter at the top of the fourth round, I am uh, certainly uh, big fans of. Talking to Chris Valica, you can follow him at Chris Valica F A L L I C A on Twitter. Uh, obviously from uh, College Game Day, Daily Wager, and the Stanford Steve of the Bear podcast. One of the great things about having you on and you specifically is we could talk about eight nine different sports. So let's just talk about random bets that you currently have that might be tempting for others. You don't, we don't ever, and this I think is our tenth sport now. We don't ever talk NBA. But are you willing to share a Sixers bet that you either were considering making or or did make? Yeah. I- 
Yeah, I, I, I bet the Sixers uh, the other day like minus minus a thousand to to win the division. Uh, I essentially just kind of looked at the schedule and based on figured out what the what the Knicks had to do to get there, what the Sixers had to do, and looked at the, the remaining games for the Sixers. I think they, they had the Rockets last night. I still think they got like a game or two with the Magic maybe as well. And I, I was like, there's no way this. I mean, and I think the Sixers really will will need that. That, that 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 high seed in, in the playoffs it doesn't really look like the Knicks care, and who knows who's going to be playing for the Knicks uh, the rest of the rest. Of the year. I, I, I laid the big number with the Sixers that win the division. I laid, I laid um, the other day. I laid uh, not embarrassed to say because the, the way the schedule broke out and, and everything, I laid like five thousand or four thousand on the. Um, no, no, it wasn't. Yeah, I don't think no, it wasn't that high. It, it, it was a little less than that. It went up to that to that the next day, but on the Jazz to win. To win their division, just again, uh, if it was to say they had a couple of games with the Spurs, and I think they have uh, maybe a game with the Thunder or something as well, and it is going to take like a, a two and six mark, and then for the Nuggets to go seven and one down the stretch, and the Nuggets just have them play well. And yeah, I, I'm one of those guys. I'm not afraid to lay uh, a big number like that when I, I kind of go through things and, and see the way. I expect it to play out. Uh, I did the, the Mavericks are a little too juicy to to to, to lay it. I'm not I don't necessarily trust them, but yeah, I bet the Sixers to win the division, but the Jazz to win the division. Then I and then I laid a uh, a huge number with the doll just to get some money back after uh, last night's debacle with uh, the Dodgers failing to hold a, a two nothing, three two four three and five four lead, and, uh, and and the Blues scoring first and not being able to. Uh, to beat one of the worst teams in the NHL with a, uh, a playoff clinching scenario on the line, so uh, we'll, we'll look for Rafa to get a little bit of a little bit of a available balance back. Uh, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, I have a Nadal Berrettini team uh, parlay going on right now, um, but I'm glad you said what you said because there are going to be people who listen to what what you just said, and and you you anticipated it by saying what you did, which is. Wait, he's laying what on the Sixers? He's laying what on the Jazz? He's betting Nadal? Um, so Nadal's playing on clay, and let me just say this to, to everybody out there. There's nothing better in sports than Nadal on clay. Isner in an over, which I mentioned yesterday on the show, might be the other sort of thing in tennis, which I think is like the... In a shocking development that went to a tiebreaker. That's right. <laughs> a well. shocking yeah, development. Imagine that. That's right. It, 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 when Isner and has Nadal's a match... Up 4-1 in the second on, and then Nadal's up 4-1 in the second on the Pirates. So. Yes. So, so the thing about the, the basketball bets needs to be stated. As the runway gets really short... You are willing. Now, you wouldn't have done this with 20 games left in the season. But as no, the, as, no, not at all. Yeah, as the runway gets short, you've, you've gone through it, you, and your calculus is this is a good bet. Now, there's a lot of people that will hear those numbers, and they'll just be like, oh, my God, what is he doing? I could never do that. But I will just say that a lot of really successful bettors have the onions to do things like that. And, in their viewpoint, and from their viewpoint, it is not really that it requires onions. It is just a, a mathematical play. So I just wanted to state that because I know there's going to be a portion of the audience who are like, what the heck? Um, what do you have? Do you have anything soccer yet this weekend for the Premier League? You doing anything? Um, I, I, did, I, didn't look, I didn't go through the, uh, the prem schedule yet. Again, we're getting down to later uh, games near the very, very end of the season. So my soccer plays are probably going to dwindle down okay. quite a bit unless you can really isolate uh, who really cares about playing and who's just kind of playing out the season. Like so many positions are really, really uh, solidified in terms of relegations. And, 
and a Champions League spot. So, but I guess the fourth Champions League spot is still kind of uh, up up in the air. And, and who knows if Chelsea winds up pulling the upset over uh, Manchester City in the Champions League final? Who, who knows how that's going to be handled if, if another, if the fifth uh, Prem team gets in there. Um, but yeah, especially like in the lower divisions, well, I think this is the final weekend or one of the final two weekends for the uh, League, League Championship in, in League One and League Two. So it's harder and harder to find uh, plays, at least the way I look at it uh, at this point in the year, unless you can just figure out a way to see who's really trying and who's not. And, and certainly those of you who, who follow and, and potentially subscribe to, to Nigel Seeley's service as well, he, he, him being over there, he's a great asset uh, for some of that as well. 60 seconds. Anything in hockey futures? Anything in the Wells Fargo Championship in golf this week? Um, one other thing for soccer, I'm probably, I'm, I'll probably wait for Champions League final, but I'll probably be on the under there. But, yeah, hockey futures, I mean, I didn't play anybody to, to win the cup yet. Um, it's hard just because it's hard to want to play uh, Colorado or Vegas just because of the way they – in the. I mean, it's going to be an unbelievable – playoff out there so i'll probably wait and see the uh see the exact draw before jumping in all of my teams to make the playoff we're good there and then uh well fargo this is a total uh, a total live bet scenario for me i like chain around larry a little bit and i like brandon hagee maybe to finish in the top 20 but i didn't go too nuts with uh with this at all this week just kind of a uh, you get some weird winners every now and then down there at Pearl Hollow. All right. All the sports on earth with Chris Felica into one segment. Chris, <laughs> appreciate it so much, man. Thank you. Of course. Take care. Right, bye-bye. ESPN's College Game Day producer, Daily Wager on ESPN2 Daily, and, of course, the Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast, wherever podcasts are distributed. We'll come back. We'll look at these NFL props, first snaps, and this play-in basketball prop that I bet into. Talk about all that coming back on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game with Gil Alexander. We have basketball, hockey, and baseball games underway. Uh, every week, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM, BetMGM rather, has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and so much more. Uh, we'll take you more than a few seconds to download the BetMGM app today, and then stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. That won't take you more than a few minutes. Start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It's Gil Alexander. These are available at DraftKings. First steps for the upcoming NFL season. And three teams are available to bet into wherever DraftKings is available to bet it to, in jurisdictions where it's legal. Not here in Nevada, sadly yet. Um, let's start with the Chicago Bears. Now, the interesting thing about this with the Chicago Bears is that we had this very same conversation about the Bears last year, if you recall. And it was Mitch Trubisky versus Nick Foles. And I remember being on air saying, well, clearly... The Bears should start Nick Foles, let him falter, 
then go to Mitch Trubisky because you don't want the opposite to happen. You don't want to start Mitch Trubisky, then let him falter, have his confidence shattered once and for all, and then that's the end of that, and you're, and you're Nick Foles and nothing at the end. But what did the Bears do? They went ahead and they started Mitch Trubisky from the start of, <laughs> from the start of the season, and Nick Foles was playing by week three. Uh, so these, these are never locks, no matter how you handicap them, because you're handicapping the people making decisions as well. But for the Bears, Andy Dalton, talking about week one starting quarterback now. Week one starting quarterback. Andy Dalton's minus 167. Justin Fields, who the Bears traded up for to draft at number 11 in this year's NFL draft with the New York Giants. That was the trade. Justin Fields at plus 160 to be the Bears' week one starting quarterback. And then Nick Foles still on the list at 9-1. to I forgot he was on the team still. We were, we were throwing this around on primetime action last night, and I think Kelly Binlin was right when he said, is Nick Foles worth a bite at 9-1? to You just never know. Um, but I will say this. First, first, let me just say this also. These are about the very first snap. So famously, there was a year where people bet into this on the Dolphins, and Ronnie Brown took the first snap in the Wildcat. So everybody who had it lost because the Dolphins made the decision to go wildcat on the very first snap, and then the starting quarterback came in on the second. Um, so, by the way, did I ever tell you the story about uh, a buddy of mine who did that, who, who DM'd all kinds of college quarterbacks one year before the season? So some book offshore was offering first snaps in college football. And so he went ahead, because he's an uh, entrepreneur of sorts in sports betting, he went ahead and, and created a, uh, a fake Twitter profile with a avatar, is that what you call it? Avatar of a, of a beautiful woman, and snuck into the DMs. Do you do you sneak into DMs or do you slide into one? I never got that terminology correct. Slide, Not sure. Slide or sneak? I don't know. Whatever he did, he did one of those, and then he went to like twenty four different universities that were that where props were available, DMing the the two or three quarterbacks that were the possibilities, saying, "Hey, I want to come to your game. You know, opening day. This is me using his avatar voice, uh, but I'm only coming if you're starting." And he got one response. <laughs> and so he was able to cash a bet. Uh, by the way, the school that uh, where the quarterback responded, Oklahoma State, if you're scoring at home. I won't mention who the quarterback was. Anyway, back to the Bears. Brief parenthetical aside. Uh, I think Andy Dalton is the play here, at minus 167. The only thing is we don't know with the schedule, we don't know if these games are at home or on the road. And the only reason I bring that up is because we don't have the schedule yet. You imagine the Bears just on a lark would be like, well, it's a home game. Let's throw Justin Fields in for the first snap just to make the crowd go nuts, and then we'll pull him out and we'll play Andy Dalton. You never know with these, right? That would definitely make the crowd go nuts. Yeah. But I think Andy Dalton's probably the play at minus 167. I think he should probably be higher. Now, the next one, the San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo opened at minus 400. Trey Lance took money. And so Jimmy G is now south of minus 300. He's at minus 278 or something like that. There you go, minus 278. Trey Lance plus 220. By the way, Josh Rosen and Nate Sudfeld, 33 to 1 and 40 to 1. I forgot about Josh Rosen, too. I think you got to pound Jimmy Garoppolo at minus 278. I can't believe that came down. I don't think there's any doubt about that one. And then the final one here is the New England Patriots. Cam Newton started out higher. And Mac Jones took money. Cam Newton minus 286. Mac Jones 3 to 1. Jared Stidham 8 to 1. I think Cam Newton, you have to pound at minus 286 now that it's come down. Not Jared Stidham? No. 
Your your MVP ticket, by the way, did not cash last year. Jason. Sadly, no. But maybe this year. I just I just wonder before you get the Niners and the Bears schedules and find out if they have a home game. Imagine putting in Justin Fields or Trey Lance for one play just to have the crowd go wild if you're at home. Anyway, good for DraftKings for putting these up. But I would certainly go with all the chalk there at this point. We'll come back. Uh, we do have a play-in prop to talk about. And I do mean dipping the pinky toe into this. Coming back on a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. The NHL and NBA playoff races are in high gear, and our experts are covering every angle to find betting edges as the regular season winds down. VEASAN hockey expert Andy McNeil will be joining us momentarily, tracking all the NHL action. And our senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel is filling in uh, with Matt Humans on Follow the Bunny this week. They, uh, He, rather, has all the hoops insights. Every night they're looking at the teams who are tanking and which squads are playing to save their season to find the best bets on the board. Our experts and the entire VEASAN team give you all the tools to make the most of every bet, including our 24-7 video coverage, odds and analysis for every game on vsin.com, our daily members-only best bet emails, and in-depth coverage of every major event and point spread weekly. Now's the time to cash in on the push to the playoffs. Sign up for your 10-day free trial at vsin.com slash subscribe. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. By the way, of, the, of those three, uh, if you're asking me which I like the best, first snap, Bears, Niners, and Patriots, like I said, I, I I think I like all the chocolate, but Jimmy G at minus 278 is the one I like the most. Especially when Kyle Shanahan is coming out and basically telling you he's the starter. Jed York is saying out loud, the Niners owner, I'm okay if Trey Lance sits for two years. Of course, again, if the Niners have a home game, all it takes is one snap and Trey Lance would cash. But I would play Jimmy G there. That's my favorite of the bunch. Um, basketball. Speaking of basketball, because we just mentioned that in that uh read when we uh, reference JVT. You see the totals of all the NBA games last night? I mean, we know this to be the case with the National Basketball Association right now with the scoring, but there were, was it nine games in the NBA last night? Here were your, here were your totals, Jason. 228, 246, 238, 250, 197, 269, 274, 210, and 220. That's the National Basketball Association. Extraordinary. I was texting with Dan Bespers last night about this, and he's like, you know what, dude? He's like, I, I can't even, like, just, just bring on the playoffs. Just bring them on. This is crazy. I can't bet basketball anymore, except overs. Um, you know, it's funny. The, the guy that I reference on this show, who, is, who I know to be, in my lifetime, the best totals better that I've ever met in my life, he had a pretty choppy season. But here late, he's just murdering it again. On so, overs, or is he mixing no, it up? No, he had an under last night. Yeah, under last night. Um, stats by stats. Who uh, we we had a stat in the uh, in Major League Baseball earlier talking about standings. This is them on the NBA last night. This is the other thing going on tonight. Talking about last night, the Celtics beat uh, the Magic one thirty two to ninety six in Orlando, and the Blazers won one forty one to one hundred five in Cleveland. It's the second day in NBA history with two road teams winning by thirty five plus points, along with. And you remember this well, Jason, November 10th, 1971. So well, it was a Tuesday. Celtics at Houston, Lakers at Philly. So, I mean, and then there's the, you know, and then there's the teams that just are, you know, the chasm between the haves and the have-nots just continues to get wider. So that's the state of the NBA. But uh, a little bit of a dream has come true, right? I was saying sort of out loud, I wish somebody, I wish some book would put out play-in props. And so I don't. I haven't seen it in a legalized 
sports book yet, legalized jurisdiction. But there was a uh, there's a prominent offshore that went ahead and dipped their toe into this. And I do mean the pinky toe, as I said earlier, because these are severely limited bets. But good for them for putting it out, because I do think it's an interesting... And any prop that requires multi-level thinking. So I always said this, remember, in like the NCAAs, in college basketball, I should say, the books that put out NIT props, like who's going to win, not props, but like an NIT market, who's going to win the NIT? The reason that I love a, a you know market like that is because it requires you to think on two levels. One, who's not good enough to make the big dance, but who's good enough then to care enough to win the NIT? So you have to be right twice. And I always think those are interesting types of things you have to navigate through. So NBA 10th seed props are out in one spot. Will a 10th seed, this is the only thing I've seen so far, will a 10th seed in the NBA West make the playoffs? The yes is plus 545. The no is minus 900. Will a 10th seed in the NBA East make the playoffs? The yes is a little shorter than it is in the West, plus 351. The no is minus 500. Now, again, for those who are unfamiliar, and we have to repeat this every day because it's a little quirky. This year, the NBA has put in this format of the seventh, the, the team that finishes in seventh in each conference will play the team that finishes in eighth in a one-game playoff, if you will. Not really called a playoff, but a one-game sort of winner-takes-seventh-seed game. So the winner of 7-8 uh, becomes the seventh seed. The loser of the 7-8 game will then play the winner of the teams that finish in ninth and 10th because those two teams will play a game to determine who will play the loser of the 7-8 game for the eighth seed. Does that make any sense? Did I confuse that? But I, I think I said it correctly. Winner of 7-8 gets the seventh seed. Loser of 7-8 plays the winner of 9-10 for the eighth seed. So these props specifically are... If you finish 10th after the regular season, will you win two games in a row, the 9-10 game, for the right to play the loser of the 7-8, and then beat that loser of the 7-8 for the 8th seed? So will a 10th seed make the playoffs requires you to win two games. Now, it also requires you, before all of that, to finish 10th, exactly. So if we flash back up those props once again from the uh, Western and Eastern Conference, respectively, uh, Jason, I did not. You know, let me ask you, what bet do you think I made? Again, a severely limited bet. The East. That is correct. You like the Wizards. That is correct. That's exactly what I bet. So I bet the yes. First of all, if I found a Wizards yes no to make the playoffs, I would probably just bet that. But if you're giving me plus 351 on the Wizards, the part that I'm not worried about is the Wizards finishing 10th and making the playoffs. Because I think they're a play-in game, a play-in games freight train. The part that I am worried about is them finishing tenth exactly. Because right now, if you look at the Eastern Conference standings, the Wizards are firmly entrenched in tenth. And what I mean by that is the the eleventh place team, the Raptors, is a full three games behind them in the loss column. We only got six games left for those two teams. But the Pacers are only a half game in front of the Wizards at 30 and 35. The Wizards are 30 and 36. And by the way, the two teams play each other coming up here. So I just need, by the way, the Wizards barely lost to the Bucks. Bucks were on a back-to-back last night. And so that was a fortuitous. I made this bet before those games last night. 
So uh, Milwaukee ended up beating the Wizards by, was it one point in the end? Uh, yeah, 135 to 134. So Washington covered that game, but they did lose. So Washington remains in 10th place. But I took a flyer on, yes, will a 10th seed in the NBA East make the playoffs? Yes, at plus 351, hoping that the Wizards end up there. And again, the, the, the hurdle for me is the Wizards ending up 10th, not so much winning those two play-in games to get to eight. I just love that they put this up, though. Everybody should put in a play-in prop of some sort. The play-in is going to be a lot of fun, I think. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, and it did counteract tanking to some degree, right? So um, I don't know if I love the 7-8 versus 9-10, you know, loser versus winner thing, but hey, if it gives us props to bet, I'm all for it. That's how I'm playing that. Andy McNeil. Uh, on a hockey day or a day after a hockey day, that is either the greatest thing to ever happen to hockey or the worst. You be the judge. Coming back on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. to a numbers game with Gil Alexander. Join the sports betting excitement with BetMGM and you can win $100 for a $1 wager on either the Lakers or Clippers to hit a three tonight. Just use bonus code VEASAN100 and get in the ring with the king of sportsbooks so that you can turn game time into showtime. Simply download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details. Use promo code VEASAN100. New customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. It's Gil Alexander. Adam Schefter with a uh, tweet. Do we have that, Jason? Did I jump the gun on Adam Schefter? Um... This ought to make Aaron Rodgers thrilled. You know how happy he is already with the Packers. Uh, but Adam Schefter uh, tweeting just now, the Packers have begun exploring quarterbacks they can add to their roster for OTAs and training camp per sources. Jordan Love currently is the only other quarterback on the roster, but the team also faces uncertainty surrounding Aaron Rodgers. You don't say. Packers quarterback search includes some veterans. <laughs> so there you go. There you go, Aaron Rodgers. Like I said, I wouldn't want to compete with Aaron Rodgers in a stubborn contest. But the Packers are uh, obviously planning accordingly. Just put it that way. Planning accordingly. Uh, let's talk a little hockey. Uh, and let's bring him in from Edmonton, Alberta yesterday. Let's have that Canadian flag wave through the screen. At Digital Gambler on Twitter. Oh, no Canadian flag today. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Andy McNeil. How you doing, Andy? I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm doing okay. Uh, you know, it's, it was a good night last night. But I'm looking at the board today, and it's uh, not a very... Uh, exciting slate we've got a, a lot of chalk out there today yeah a lot of a lot of chalk we'll get to that momentarily because you know what i want to talk about here by the way just brief tennis aside <laughs> if, if if i might uh real quick the rublev isner match and we chris Felik and i were referring to this earlier sorry for the tennis aside here andy uh isner and rublev oh, just they just split the first two sets and the books are so hip to the isner over thing now they won't even offer an in-game total like I'm just as we're doing the show, I'm looking to bet this in-game total, and it's just like they this late in a match, they won't even with Isner anymore. It's just it's it's the closest thing in sports 
to free money because he's just a serving machine. And I don't know what the equivalent is in any other sport. A guy who has such a specific talent and isn't great otherwise. He's okay. Other Anyway, it's a whole thing, but they don't offer it. If you see a total in that match, uh, let me know, and I'll, uh, I'll head that way. Back to hockey for a second. So yesterday, Andy, and you and I talked uh, with Matt Brown and Daniel Alvari and Kelly Bidlin on primetime action last night about this, but I want to, for those who missed it, so yesterday before primetime action, I'm like, why is my timeline on Twitter just filled with hockey? Like, what's going on? What is happening? This never happens. So uh, for those who missed it, uh, there was a couplet, let's call it a couplet, between the Rangers and the Capitals uh, with a, a day in between. And the Rangers played the Caps, and there was a fight, and it was ugly. And Tom Wilson was right in the center of it for the Caps. And uh, Artemi uh, Panarin really got hurt badly, might be out for the season. And when I mean hurt, I mean Wilson shoving his head into the ice, among other things. Um, and it was really ugly. And it, it, pro- it provoked the Rangers to make a, a sort of just a, I've never seen this before from a hockey team, and we mentioned it on the show yesterday, the Rangers come out and they're like, hey, uh, the, the New York Rangers are extremely disappointed in the Capitals forward Tom Wilson, that the, the Capitals forward Tom Wilson was not suspended for his, and I'll, and I'll emphasize the words, horrifying act of violence last night at Madison Square Garden. Wilson's a repeat offender with a long history of these type of acts, as we find shocking that the NHL and the Department of Player Safety failed to take the appropriate action and suspend him indefinitely. Uh, dangerous and reckless actions that go on. Uh, the injury to Artemi uh, Panarin that will prevent him from playing again this season, or might we view this as a dereliction of duty uh, by the NHL head of player safety, and so and and believe by the way that he George Peros is unfit to serve anymore. So this is just unprecedented. You know where this goes. I'm sorry to, to make you live through this again, uh, Andy. But for those who don't know, <laughs> then the then the Rangers. I mean, there's, there's so much drama in this one thing. Then they fire their team president John Davidson and general manager Jeff Gorton. Uh, they say it's not about that, but that was interesting. And then, of course, the reason that the timelines were were filled was because last night, then the Rangers and Caps play again. The face-off, gloves immediately go off between the two fourth lines. Everybody's fighting. There's subsequent fights within the next minutes of the game as well. Uh, and in the end, this, uh, again, according to, uh, is this Elias or is this... Uh, uh, ESPN stats and information always want to give the uh, proper credit, but it's 12 combined fighting majors. This is from Elias, the most within the first five minutes of any game in the last 40 seasons. Anyway, the question to you after all that is, so I never had hockey fill my timeline like that before. So in the end, there's like this great audience that still is all the, the only time they notice hockey is when this happens. But come on, dude, this is like, come on, this is not good, right? I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's it's good for the sport. I mean, that shouldn't be what they're showcasing. Um, I think the takes on all sides of this uh, this situation here are um, interesting. I guess. Um, I mean, the, the 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 big thing now is that the Rangers are being called the soft team. Um, they're 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 being looked at as one that can't handle themselves. And and I know there's been a lot of criticism. Um, between last night and today, uh, just about how they fared uh, in their 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 you know attempt to ma- at making a statement that they can stand up for themselves because they didn't fare too well in any of those fights. Um, but you know, I think in, in hockey, the, the the grittiness that everybody's looking for all the time gets um, mixed up with the the, the fighting, the fisticuffs. Um, I, I look for, for players that are hard on pucks that are hard to play against in that way. And that's what I think of when I think of grittiness, 
Um, and that's what I think teams should strive to look for when they're, they're you know, um, trying to add to their team, uh, add to their roster. Um, but there, there's going to be that sentiment out there that, that a team like the Rangers uh, needs to fill themselves um, up with, with some players that can, you know, handle themselves in the way that we saw last night. And I don't think that's necessarily the, the case. I think if you are um, a hard team to play against, hard on pucks, um, it, it kind of uh, leads itself to, to, you know, maybe garnering a little bit more respect that you aren't pushed around on a night-to-night basis and this stuff doesn't happen. But um, the league, I think, dropped the ball uh, above all else. Even if they didn't think the Tom Wilson incident in the first game was, was uh, suspendable, let's say, uh, it might have been the, the best thing to do just to, to mitigate any any further uh, shenanigans. But, hey, it got everybody talking. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed when they don't see this every other night if this is what uh, drew them to the sport um, because that's not what hockey's about anymore. Yeah, and even as a Caps fan, let me just be honest and say, <clears throat> there, there's, there's no defending Tom Wilson. Like, if he was on another team, I would hate his guts. Um, Washington wins that game for But all 31 general managers would sign him exactly. tomorrow at the right price. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah no, I, I, you notice I say, if he were playing for another team, I would hate his guts. But somehow when he's in my jersey, it's like I recognize what he is and somehow I don't like have the vitriol every day because he plays for my team, which is completely irrational. Washington wins that game 4-2. to two. By the way, uh, there was a whole other sideshow in that game where T.J. Oshie, not a sideshow, but really the emotional thing beyond all that, T.J. Oshie had a hat trick. The first game he's played since his dad died of like early onset Alzheimer's in his mid to late 50s. Which was just a whole other thing. So that game, that game is like a movie review. Like I laughed, I cried. I mean, it was just all over the place. That one hockey game. So uh, a lot of yeah, drama. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice that that capped it off. And yes. That, uh, that also got a lot of attention, and and uh, you know the, that some of the eyes that were on the sport last night also witnessed uh, something like that too. Yeah, Backstrom hugging him for a long time. It was very emotional. Uh, you were three of four last night. Uh, you were two of three on this show. Uh, but you added Vegas on primetime action. Vegas got it done in OT, three to two, uh, against Minnesota. But you had uh, I don't know what it would have done if Kirill Kaprizov <laughs> finished off the hat trick in overtime. That oh. guy has just driven me insane this year. I think if I'm going to continue to bet against the Minnesota Wild, I'm going to have to buy his jersey so that you know I can wear it when he finally does bury me. <laughs> when he finally does bury you. Uh, Winnipeg was an easy winner, four to nothing. What was the third win? I know your your only loss was Montreal. They didn't show up against Ottawa. It was uh, Tampa Bay. They, Tampa they, Bay, they, that's right. They, they put down the Dallas Stars uh, pretty easily, um, which is what they've done all season. All right, so only six games today. Anything yet? I, I don't have anything outside of a small play under six. Uh, I believe I laid minus 103. Uh, under six in the Edmonton Oilers and Vancouver Canucks team. Both of these teams are extremely tired. They're playing. They're both playing their sixth game in nine nights again here. Um, Demko likely in nets probably get Mike Smith for the Oilers. Um, I, I like this game to go under six goals. Under six Canucks Oilers. How much of that scheduling do you include in your handicapping? Um, it, it hasn't played as much of uh, a role in my um side selection this year uh given that a lot of these teams have been you know on relatively equal footing uh, as far as the the rest spots the fatigue um but in, in terms of totals it's it's uh it's made uh, the difference in in whether or not uh, i would be making a play or not okay uh under vancouver and edmonton 
uh, six in nine for both of those teams. You said six game in nine nights. Yeah, it, you know the Canucks—they're not dead yet, right? I mean, they—they they are, but um, it's 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 still alive for them. They could win out the rest of the season and then possibly make the playoffs um, if the Montreal Canadiens continue to slide. Um, but that's you know obviously very 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 unlikely, almost impossible, but. Hey, they're you know they're going to dig in and, and put forth a pretty good effort tonight, um, and the Oilers will uh, will have to grind it out and, and and come away with a win in in all likelihood. But under six goals is is the only thing I like on the board tonight. All right, short night in hockey, only six games. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I, I would like the, the the put the onus on the bookmakers to expand the hockey betting markets, and uh, oh. you know if they build it, uh, they will come. Right? I mean, I would like to see this happen. Sooner than later, as uh, single-game wagering is coming to Canada uh, pretty quickly here. And, um, you know, the hockey the hockey offerings just aren't where they need to be right now. Have you been listening to my segments with Vinny Maolio every Friday? This sounds like it. If you build it, they will come. That's what I say all the time. Thank you, Andy. Uh, probably have that up from you uh, subconsciously. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Maybe not. Noted, though. It is submitted to the uh, to the bookmakers via the airwaves. Thank you, sir. Uh, we'll come back. I got a baseball pick or two. Uh, we shall see right here after the break. And unscripted with the crack man, hour number two on a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.